Welcome, everybody, to the Last Ones In podcast. I am Jirai Archuleta, joined today by Robbie. Hi! And that's it. Yep, just the two of us today. It's a duo today. Uh, as I think it was mentioned last... I don't remember if we mentioned it last podcast, actually. I, I think we did. I'm not a... I know last stream we definitely... We, we've been talking about it for a while, but... Yeah. Whether it's actually been recorded that we've been talking about it or not is up for debate. Yeah, but he's not here this week. Nah, he's out of town. Yeah, he had to go do e-stuff somewhere. Yeah. So, we, or rather I, am taking <laughs> advantage of the fact that there's no E here, and I decided it was a good and ready time, time and good, good time to show Robbie Terrifier. Yeah. Because he had never seen it, actually. I had not. Uh, I had heard quite a bit about it, like, well, not plot-wise or anything, just... Uh, in the circles of the internet, a lot of people are talking about Terrifier series as like kind of this little hidden gem. Yeah, I had actually not even heard about it until last year yeah, when Terrifier 2 was hitting theaters. Right. And that's whenever you told me about it. And then after you told me you saw it in theaters and it was way different than you expected it to be. Yeah. Um, the rest of the internet started to like join in and talk about how crazy the second movie was. Yeah, what so like I had learned that Terrifier and Terrifier Two existed because there was a very limited screening here in our city. I think they had two screenings, literally. Is it two? Yeah, that's two fair. separate days. It was like a whole event kind of a thing. Um, and a friend from work was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go see this. You should also come and see this." I was like, eh, I don't really want. To. I've never seen the first one. And I looked it up, and it turns out the first one's like fucking everywhere to watch. Super yeah. super easy. <laughs> it is very easy to watch the first one. Yeah. And so I went ahead and watched it, and I was like, "All right, I watched it. I'll go to the movie with you." The very so I watched the first one. Very next day, went to the movie, saw them both back to back. And in my head at the time of watching the second one, I remember having the thought of like, "Man, one is just so much more intense and so much more extreme, and I feel like it's like more visceral." Having had time away from both of them, and now watching the first one again, I changed my mind. <laughs> the second one's a lot more visceral. Yes, the second one is much, much more visceral. Actually, I'm gonna say. Um, though I do, there's one scene in this that I do really still love because I think it's just gruesome and I had never seen anything like it before. There's a couple pretty gruesome scenes in this movie. Yeah. Which is probably why we can't have E watching it. No, E would not be able to watch this one. He would absolutely not be able to watch the second one. 1,000%. Good to know. <laughs> no fucking way that's ever going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't bribe him enough money. No. Or pizza or no. whatever we'd need to bribe E with. Just tons of. Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough Diet Coke in existence. Not enough. Uh, so yeah, so what exactly did you know about Terrifier before going into this, Robbie? Uh, mostly people talking about it like it's a hidden gem. Um, a lot of people talking about how visceral it was, about how it's probably one of the gorier horror movies that you could watch. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, most Once again, mostly talking about the second one, because like almost no one talks about the first one, and like you said, you could watch it pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Uh, they talk a lot about the second one. They talk a lot, like, mostly just about the kills of it, which that's the thing about horror movies like this is, like, it's usually pretty light on plot, but the reason why is because most of the effort that they're putting into it is having creative kills. Yeah. So uh, the the kills 1,000% are super, super creative, I would think, actually. Right. There's some pretty boilerplate in ones in this one. In the second one, they're far more creative, I would say. They have a lot more fun with it. Yeah. But also, this movie is... Uh, an hour and 22 minutes long, and the second one is almost three hours? That's pretty long for a slasher movie. It's really long for a slasher movie. The second one is also, like, 
pretty plot heavy actually oh like okay. there's like a lot of story and there's almost none in this like there's there's technically a story but there's not a whole lot of it but that's kind of the whole idea with because this movie is very i guess like giving our quick boilerplates of uh, yeah opinions of it it's very reminiscent of like direct to vhs 90s <laughs> low budget horror movies yeah absolutely <laughs> but in a good way it's almost like a love letter towards them but like you can also tell like there was quite the tight budget on this movie like i'm kind of wondering if they even like were able to afford permits to film in look in the location that they were at for this i think they could afford the permits if just so the budget for this movie is scant for for a movie if people know how expensive fucking movies are movies are fucking right. expensive um, this movie was $35,000. That Damn. was their budget. <laughs> I mean, I could see that. I was going to guess a little bit lower than that, but even that, like $30,000 for a movie is nothing. It's nothing. Seeing as m- almost, not even almost, all Hollywood tentpole movies, even to rent the equipment for a day is, right. m- is more than that. Let alone the <laughs> actors and the set, like all of it. Like. Yeah, and and I'm sure movies like this too. They had to rent their equipment too. Like, yeah, um, absolutely. There's another movie that I was thinking of that they like the movie shot on red with like a very expensive uh, lens and everything, but they just had to rent it because they were saying like, by the way, like the lens alone for this movie, uh, if we were to drop it, would have cost us like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars to yeah. replace it. It's insane, man. Yeah, it's insane. But yeah, the the way that they actually. I think save a lot of money is that the director is also the writer is also the editor is is also also the the cameraman (laughs) is also the special effects man. He does almost everything, everything behind the scenes. Yeah. He, his hands touch every little part of this. I'm, I'm pretty sure he puts some music together. I, I wouldn't doubt it. Honestly. Yeah. I, you can tell that, like, the music that was done in this, too, was, like, they had recording studio, like, what we have for this podcast, and they were just yeah. like, yeah, that'll be good for a horror movie, and then, like, put it, our clip together, and then put it in the background wall. somebody's walking down a scary hallway. Yeah. And, like, the thing is, this isn't the first time that Art was in something, because he had a short, not short film, but, like, kind of VHS-style film, I forget what that's called, okay. like, compilation kind of thing. I don't know what the term, I can't think of the term for it. Like a small grindhouse trailer thing? Not like a trailer, but like, you know how the VHS movies are of like little small short uh, stories? Like a compilation story? Yeah. Okay. So like art was in one of those. It was just like like a bunch of short movies. Yeah, like a VHS style movie. Yeah. Or yeah, the VHS series, I I mean, but yeah. Yeah, like in what he, he made a short of that, like of a bunch of different horror stories all revolving around Halloween and whatnot. Art was one of them, and that's the one that gained the most traction. So he's like, well, I guess I'll make a whole movie with him. Hmm. And he made a short of just art. I think it's like 16 minutes of just art. And he's like, man, that did. People really like that. I'll make a whole movie of that. So he made Terrifier. Terrifier did very well underground, from my understanding, um, to the point to where they're like, hey, we want to make Terrifier 2. We need funding. (laughs) We don't have the money. And so it was completely crowdfunded. It was $250,000 as a budget for the second movie. And that second movie made just under $8 million in theaters. So all in all, been a very successful series so far. Yeah. Yeah. Which I say so far, because I, I feel like this is, has the potential of being a franchise kind of horror movie. 
it's going that way from the first movie costing 35,000 and making 80,000 to the second movie make uh a costing, having a budget of 250,000 right. and making 8 mil, almost 8 million that's huge right that is huge profits like they have actual hollywood budget for possible terrifier 3 which they're working on the guy who plays art and the director uh dave filoni well, filoni i think is his last name yeah let me look it up real quick Baloney Filoni. Damien Leone? I was basically Close. there. Close. <laughs> uh, Damien Leone has also has said that they're for sure doing a three and maybe even a four. Already have that planned. And two, uh, spoilers, two ends off with a huge cliffhanger. Right. So you just know three's going to happen. Um, One, I would say, almost ends with a cliffhanger, kind of. Kind of, but like... I feel like it almost didn't work out as well as they hoped it would for like, yeah, there's like, it's not bad the way that they do it, but I like, if it was me personally, I would have edited it a different way around. I agree actually. Uh, but yeah, I, let's, let's get into just our initial thoughts here. Yeah. Uh, Robbie, what are your thoughts on this movie? So don't hold back. <laughs> not holding back. Uh, I did enjoy it. I, I did like watching this movie. There are definitely problems with it, with it being as low budget as it is. Uh, yeah. Nothing really, most like visual wise, acting wise, it, it's fine for what it is. Like these are definitely, you know, very amateur actors, or uh, very amateur director and everything, just kind of putting something together. It feels almost like friends decided they're going to make a horror movie together, which is fine. Uh, some of the editing styles was kind of my prob- problems with it, of like how they put certain scenes together, because it kind of like the ending is the beginning, but then it's also the ending again in like a way that's supposed to be like this whole big reveal at the end of it, but it's definitely not a reveal because you saw it already at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's my major problem with this movie. Other than that, like it, it it's fine. Like I said, like you can definitely tell like it has that very low budget feel to it between the actual film that they're using for it or like, cause it almost feels like it was filmed like a 720p camera. It almost feels that way. Yeah. Yeah. But it does kind of give it like that '90s feel. Yeah. Um, other than that, like the actual like Art the Clown is actually a pretty terrifying villain. Um, I want to say villain, but not so much a villain, but like just a serial killer for a horror movie. Yeah, he's like actually really scary. Yeah, but like it's something that I said while we were watching this movie. He kind of has like the terrifying properties of Leatherface while having the um almost like the personality of Freddy Krueger. Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of cool. Yeah, they play into that way, way more in the second one as well. <laughs> There's a reason why the second one gains so much traction. The right. second one is, is is a special thing, honestly. Uh, one, I think, is just like a good entry point to show you this character. Right. And kind of where they're coming from with like what they're trying to achieve with it, I guess. Which I feel like, for the most part, like I said, it's not perfect, but they did definitely... They left their mark with this movie in a good way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like it a lot. Having seen the second one, the second one is much better. Right. They're even to the point to where, like, as I was watching the second one uh, when it came out into the theaters, I haven't rewatched it since then. But even then, I was like, 
the acting's like good in this. That's weird. Like, why is the acting good in this? <laughs> right. It's not supposed to be good. Like, man, the effects look really good. Like, the camera works really good. The lighting's really why? Why is this good? <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> what you can do when you have money to like get stuff done, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and when there's more than two people behind the camera. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Possibly one. I don't. I don't know what happened with the background of this movie. <laughs> Uh, for the second one, they definitely had a real crew. There right. Was like, they definitely had some stuff to go on with that. Uh, but talking about this first one again, if you would like to watch it with us, or before listening to the rest of this episode, I should say, right? you can do that almost everywhere. It's a very long list. For free, you can watch, well, free with ads. Right. You can watch it on Tubi, Peacock, Redbox, Vudu, Crackle, Amazon, Plex, Freevee, if you have a subscription, you can watch it on Fubo or Philo, or you can pay two ninety nine and up to watch it on YouTube or Google Play. <laughs> so yeah, you have like six options to watch it for free if you don't mind ads. Yeah, and on Peacock, I'll say I like the way that they do their ads for movies on there. They front load them, right? Just the entire thing, all of the ads that you'd normally get, like the fifteen or twenty second ads or whatever that would be loaded in throughout the whole thing. They literally put them all at the beginning, so you have like two and a half minutes of ads, and then it's just the movie. Right. I really like the way Peacock does it. Which might be a better way to do it, especially because sometimes ads, like that we found out with a couple other movies that we've watched <laughs> for this podcast, yeah. uh, putting an ad right in the middle of the movie can kind of kill the pacing. <laughs> like when a character's screaming out in emotional agony, and then it cuts. <laughs> <laughs> then it cuts to got a match.com yeah <laughs> ad it's like find your match on match.com back to the movie and just hear screaming and bloody pain <laughs> that was so good <laughs> um but yeah i guess let's talk about terrifier and All the right. plot of terrifier there's it, not a whole lot it, it's once again this feels like direct to vhs 90s horror film like it's what it definitely reminds me of which me and dry got to watch a lot of those whenever we were growing up because you yeah. know rental company and like oh like just go to the horror movie section like oh sure this is fine like i never seen this one before turns out it was done on a budget of five dollars and like okay that kind of sucked but good thing i only rented the damn thing yeah we we did that a lot actually Mm -hmm. we rented a ton of movies and this movie definitely has that feel of like terrifier that's kind of a creepy clown this looks cheap whatever it's a dollar right (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah this totally captures that feeling for me and i think that that's also a reason why i'm so uh, interested in the whole thing in, right. in general. It does. It gives a little bit of that nostalgia back then of just like finding some weird movie like, yeah, this looks like it could be creepy at a Best Buy or in our case, JC Flicks. Yes. <laughs> to name drop a very local chain that only existed for like seven years. Yeah. Uh, say they're not around anymore. They'll never find out where it was. Yeah, they're not around at all. But yeah, the, it just 1000% has that feeling. And I kind of I'm 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 feeling old by the way. <laughs> I I had watched Days and Confused last week or the week before, I can't remember. Right. And I just had the most old man thoughts of like kids these days will never have adventures like these. They're just on their phones all the time on the <laughs> fucking internet. They're going to go into the woods and get drunk or party or hang out. They're not going to do any of this stupid stuff like I had okay, the most, boomer. <laughs> I had the most old man moment. And I say that because I feel like talking about this right now and like rental stores, I feel like people aren't going to have that magic of like walking into a rental store and be like, I've never fucking heard of this, whatever. Yeah. The closest that they get to that is like scrolling through uh, Netflix or whatever else. And like, just kind of coming across a movie like, Oh, this sounds like it could be interesting and watching that. Like, okay, well that was stupid. And then, 
going on to whatever else they were watching afterwards. But yeah, yeah, I know there there was a little bit of that magic back, you know, just like going through different tape boxes and like, oh, this seems like it could be interesting, like seeing if there was a back of the box and reading that and. Yeah, like there, there was a sense of discovery, and like I found this in my weird local rental store. Like, does anybody else have this? Does this even exist? Right? Did somebody make this and slip this on the shelf? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you don't, you don't get that feeling anymore with streaming things. I feel like so. Yeah, it is very different. Yeah, that just my old man thought of the day. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, this movie is about Art the Clown, which I, I think I disagree with him being called a clown. He's more of a mime. He is a bit more of a mime. You know, he wears the black and white. He doesn't talk at all. At all. Um, doesn't he make sound? Makes a lot of, yeah, make, just makes a lot of gesture, which yeah. is how you get his personality, just like the gestures that he's making. Yeah. Which is very mime-like. Very mime-like, but his gestures are so expressive, too. Yeah. Like, this dude seriously fucking makes this movie. Yes. Honestly. if. If it wasn't for him, it would just be straight up 90s VHS. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, he honestly sells it. He feels he seems like he's way into it. Watching the second one, I know for sure, he's way into this role. Yeah. He fucking gets this character. It's so good. I, even in this movie, I'd say he gets his character just, like, with just the mannerisms he has with everything. Because, like, you know, it has, like, that whole thing. Because I guess we should say the movie starts off with... Let me look at their names again really quick. Blonde one, blonde lady and, and black brunette lady. lady. <laughs> yeah, with Tara and Dawn is their names. They're coming back from a Halloween party. They're both too drunk to drive, so they decide they're going to go to a pizza place and get something to put in their stomach so that way they could sober up, quote unquote, enough to drive, which is a very <laughs> drunk way to look at it. It's not how it works, but no. every drunk person thinks it's how it works. I just, just need to get some grease in my stomach and then I'll be fine to drive home for the next 45. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't drink and drive. Please please don't drink and drive. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, they're at the pizza store and like, not store, pizza restaurant, <laughs> like little hole in the wall place. And some guy in a mime outfit is just staring at them from the window and then like walks in with the trash bag and puts the trash bag down and is just staring at Tara the entire time. And Don's like, Don, don't worry about it. He's harmless. And yeah. She's just being drunk college girl, basically. Right. Even decides to go and sit on his lap and take a picture with him while he's just like dead eye staring at Tara the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what, I don't know why, but this part sticks in my head of like when she's grabbing his face, it's just one of those like movie magic things of like, they didn't think about what the padding under his face would look like when it's grabbed. And you can just, you can just definitely tell that he's wearing like a latex mask over his face to like give him the appearance that he has. Cause like she grabs it and you can see here like, smushing his cheekbones and his yeah. chin while yeah. doing it. Yeah, and like it's fine. It's super it's a super super cheap movie. It's fine. Which is like one of those moments of this what I think is actually a very scary moment in the movie. Uh I think it evokes horror quite well and then it's just like taken out of it by like, oh, right, that's a that's a problem. That's a mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weirdly enough what took me out the most is when she tries like take off that hat that he has strapped to his head. And she, um, it slips out of her fingers and it smacks him right in the eye. But he's just <laughs> trying his best not to go ow while she did that. Yeah, <laughs> it was really good actually. Um, to be fair, he did hold the face. Like you can see him like squints in pain a little bit when that happened. But like he doesn't, he doesn't break character. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I think it works really well for the scene actually. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's happening. They finally get their pizza. The guy who owns the place 
goes up to Art and he's like, "Hey, if you want to be here, you can order something." And Art's not talking; just keeps staring. At yeah, Tara. just keeps staring at Tara. Like, think of like creepy, almost uh, Kubrick stare. Like, you know, head kind of down, chant arm, mouth just slightly agaped, yeah. kind of thing. Um, like Jack stare in uh, The Shining, almost. But yes. he's wearing clown makeup. Yeah. And he's just doing that the whole time. Yeah. And the pizza guy's just like, this is going to be a fucking night, isn't it? He just like walks away. Yeah. And then that's whenever Art the Clown takes somebody's quarter from the uh, from their tip that they left on the table behind them, puts it in the quarter machine, and like gets a little ring and puts it on Tara's hand. And like he tries to like present it to her, and she just kind of is like, go away, please. And he grabs her hand and like forces the ring on and then walks away. Yeah. Uh, walks back to the bathroom. Well, we later find it's the bathroom. We just yeah. know that he walks back. Yeah, he just somewhere. walks into the back. As far as we're concerned, he just walked into the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then just there, drunkenly eating pizza. I hate the way Terry eats pizza, by the way. Just monstrous. The way that she folds. Or oh no, uh, it's Dawn that folds it and eats it. It's Tara that's like tearing it apart, yeah, like, like by little pieces and eating it. Fucking like bird! That. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's, it's pizza, man. <laughs> I mean. Different ways to eat pizza, I guess. No, no, that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. Fork dry- and knife is better than pick at it like a bird. <laughs> I was about to say, apparently that's a bigger sin than fork and a yeah knife and a fork. It's just, I don't. It makes no sense. Your hands get <laughs> more gross than if you just pick up the pizza. Just pick up the pizza. But you don't want to like rip it apart with your teeth and like get cheese everywhere. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, Robbie. I don't know how else I can defend her. Anyways, <laughs> uh, at like while they're eating their pizza, you see the owner of the place like grab Art the Clown and he's like forcing him outside. Just like you son of a bitch, like like you never come back here again. You hear me? And like throws him out, and then grabs his bag and like throws his bag towards him. And he just stares at the window and gives his little creepy wave that he does with like the guy who plays Art the Clown just has like the biggest smile I've ever seen on a human yeah. being. Yeah, it's it's almost insane how wide open his mouth can get. Right. <laughs> but it adds to the creepiness of his character, though, so it works really well. Yeah. Um. Anyways, and then he walks away, and they're like, well, that was weird. And then it's like, come on, like, grab the mop, grab the bleach. Yeah, and you're like, what? Yeah. And you don't get to see that uh, played out for a little bit. Tara and... Don. Don leave, end up getting back to the car. Yeah, end and... up making, like... The lewd college girl things like, oh, he probably just masturbated all over the bathroom, blah, 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 or whatever yeah. else. I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. Yeah. Get back to the car. There's a flat. So Tara ends up calling her sister for a ride. A bunch of stuff goes down. The sister eventually agrees yeah. to go and get them. I think what I liked most about this scene was just like the poor college girl thing that she pulls like while her she has a flat tire. Because apparently like... The tire looks fine, but they have to play it off. Like, the tire's completely destroyed. And, like, yeah. was it like this the whole time? It's like, no, it wasn't like this the whole time. It's like, all right, well, let's just put the spare on it and drive home. Like, th- that was the spare. Yeah. <laughs> when I was like, it's not, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Tara yeah. calls her sister. Her sister eventually agrees after uh, a bunch of stuff going on to come and get them. Yeah. Circumstances, if you will. Yeah. And while we're seeing that play out... It flashes back over to the restaurant, and the bathroom is just smeared wall to wall with shit. Yeah, which you can tell that they didn't use shit. It almost looked like they like they got refried beans and like smashed them up a little bit more and then spread it out everywhere. But yeah, it's meant to be like he just basically wiped shit all over the bathroom. Yeah, and the wrote his name as well. Yeah, wrote art on. Like I just thought like he was like, oh, this is my art kind of thing. But yeah, he wrote his name art on there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's that. Or that happens. Uh. 
the employee at the said restaurant starts yelling about how he's better be getting time and a half for this. Yeah. Um, while he's cleaning that, Art comes back in. Yep. Uh, starts calling for his boss. Boss isn't answering. Uh, once he gets to the front of the restaurant, uh, sees Art. I wouldn't say covered in blood, but he has some blood splatter on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he sees, which I thought was pretty creative, is he turned the uh, pizza boss's head into a jack lantern. Yes, like severed head uh, has lights on the eyes and in the mouth. Yes, it's pretty cool. Super, <laughs> super cool, especially since it takes place on Halloween. Also, makes me think that for the Halloween remake that they did, they totally stole this. Because that came out in. 2018 that first one did, right that first remake or re remaster re something re requel i think requel <laughs> is the technical term technically yeah because like the first one is canon and then just he went to prison for what 40 years yeah <laughs> however they do it for the new trilogy yeah. i've only seen the first one of the first trilogy but well according <sighs> to dry that's the only one i should watch but it, it is i i want to get to the third one just to see what you would think about it I do not like the second one <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um, I think that there are some things that could technically be redeemed in the third one. But I went yeah. in wanting a very specific movie, and it was not that movie when I went and saw that third movie. And, it, and that happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. Yes. Uh-huh. But anyways, uh, Terrifier. Um, after that scene, uh, oh, the employee goes to like, call the cops, and Art kills the other employee. Yeah. Uh, big gory mess. Very once again '90s VHS horror cliche that's happening with all this, like mm-hmm. bad acting, wherever he's like kind of screaming but not, and then like forgets that he's supposed to be screaming while he looks at the guy and what's supposed to be terror, but he just looks like kind of slack jawed for that scene. Yeah. <laughs> Which once well, it's fine. Like it, it very much does feel like a bunch of friends got together. Like, hey, we should make a horror movie. Yes, it has that feeling for sure. Yeah, and that scene kind of clicked for me like yeah this is basically almost like a love letter to like old vhs horror movies yeah yeah um anyways that happens while tara and dawn are waiting for her sister to come pick them up tara realizes she really really needs to use the bathroom sees a guy who looks like he's are uh, in coveralls almost like he's a janitor comes out to like take a smoke and she walks up to him and like hey can i go into that creepy building to go use the bathroom real quick <laughs> like I, I really need to go and like then dawn being drunk dawn starts screaming like just let her use the bathroom yeah eventually is let in yeah is led to the bathroom way in the fucking basement for some reason that's the only bathroom that works <laughs> apparently right and way in the basement it's kind of gross it, it, it's if you think of like a rest stop in the middle of the woods that hasn't been touched in like five years like this is the bathroom that she's told that she can go use yeah. so you know just hover and deal with it i guess in a uh, rat-infested building that's about to be sprayed because of how rat-infested it is. Right. Uh, decides to use the bathroom. While she's doing that, we get to see out in the car with... What's her name again? Dawn. Dawn. I just cannot remember her name. <laughs> uh, Dawn. And you hear a door open. She's like, oh, it's about time. That took forever. She looks over and it's Art. Yeah. Which she also hears on the radio in like, the most announcer voice possible. Yeah. That... uh. <laughs> That there was two murders recently at the diner that they were just at. Oh, yeah, a little pizza place that they were just at. And that the suspect uh, was seen by onlookers to be wearing a black and white clown outfit. Yeah. And so she uh, looks into her phone and realizes she was taking selfies with that guy just a second ago. Yep. And uh, 
And then, yeah, it does the whole, like, ah, like, about time, and then looks over, and it's Art, yeah, like you said, Art the Clown, sitting next to her. Does a lunge, and just goes back over to Tara, doing her thing, getting done using the bathroom. Uh, starts wandering around the building, and there's just sort of a lot of wandering around the building. Yeah. It's a lot, that's most of this movie, actually. Is <laughs> her wandering around this abandoned building. Yeah. Or what feels like it should be an abandoned building. Yeah. Uh, here's a cat growling, uh, ends up running into, I'm assuming is a homeless lady. It's not really, like... Like, she's not mentally show. well. Yeah. Like that's most we can say about her. Like, whether she, you know, has her own place, or she's, like, just living in the basement of this creepy place, or... It seems like that's the case for this, but... but. Yeah, I don't I don't know why this character even exists. <laughs> just probably for what they do later on with her. Yeah, 100% just for a later kill. Yeah. But like it's just the weirdest thing. It's just like throwing in a character to throw in a character almost. I mean, once again, 90s VHS had to have like that one mentally unstable character that's just kind of like spewing out nonsense and like even with this one just like, "Oh, you must be the new tenant of the place." We should do laundry together. I could use the company. Yeah. Like while carrying her little porcelain doll. Just ugh. another <laughs> creepy thing in the movie. <laughs> yes. Porcelain doll. Very creepy. Uh, pretends like it's her her little baby. Yeah. Anyways. And she's just like, oh, I need to talk to the landlord about first month's rent and tries to get away from her. And uh, during this time, she gets to the front door and like she sees Art the Clown just kind of standing there and she's not sure what to do. Yeah. About it. And so she just kind of freezes, and Art is just also there freezing with that creepy smile that he has. And, like, neither of them are moving for what feels like a solid minute. It's probably, like, ten seconds. But yeah. <laughs> then he lunges at her, and she runs away, and chase sequence starts. A long chase sequence. Super long chase sequence. It does, like, the horror movie thing of, like, she's hiding behind a car and, like, kind of peeking around the corner and seeing him looking for her. And then, like, he almost finds her, and then he doesn't find her. And then he de- finds her, and then she hides again, and then he can't find her. And, like, does that back and forth for a little while. And it's between that and uh, sister, whatever her name is. <laughs> Tara's Veron- sister. Uh, yeah, Victoria. I almost called her Veronica. Oh, Victoria. Okay. Uh, Victoria driving to her also hears on the radio that someone was murdered in that area. And she's like, Oh great. And then back to chase sequence, uh, art stabs her in the leg, uh, in the Achilles heel, like three times. Yeah. Probably more than three times, honestly. Yeah. Um, basically a fight breaks up between the two of them. She tries running away, almost contacts the guy who's supposed to be spraying the place for rats and then gets captured by him. And like, the bloodiest needle injection into her neck possible. <laughs> yes. To knock her out. Um, I really like the the mannerisms he has when he does that. It's just so like darkly funny Yeah, with everything that he does. And I think that's part of what's supposed to make him terrifying, too, is like he sees all this as a joke. Yeah. Yeah, this is all just a big, hilarious prank for him, basically. Yeah. It, it helps the character a lot. It does. It well, it it shows like how psychopathic he is to like the fact that all this is just funny to him while everybody is like screaming bloody murder and dying around him. Yeah. So Tara wakes up. Yeah. And there's a drape there, and you get this very much art it, being like, "I'm gonna stab you. I'm not gonna stab you. I'm gonna stab you. I'm not gonna stab you. I'm gonna chainsaw you. I'm not gonna saw you." Just kind of like. Almost like a pre- like a cat playing with its food. Yes, very much that. And you just see this drape uh, that Art goes to. 
He's like, I'm gonna pull it down. You, oh man, you wait till you see this. He's not saying it, but like his body. Yeah, language. he's doing like the whole like, ooh, I got something nice to show you, and pulls it down, and even does like the whole like, ta da, yeah, for it. And it is Tara's friend Don. Don. <laughs> Don hanging upside down, nearly naked, has only panties on. Right, hanging upside down with her legs spread and chained apart. And this is probably the scene that you're talking about earlier. This is the scene where I was like, man, nothing tops this for, like, gruesome. It's pretty fucking gruesome. It's pretty fucking gruesome. And Art tears off her panties, puts the little hacksaw that he has just right on her vagina and between her butt cheeks and just starts going to town, just sawing and sawing and sawing. You see blood splattering, Tara's screaming, Art's fake laughing because he doesn't actually laugh. Yeah. He doesn't really make sound in general. Yeah. And he's going at it, blood splattering everywhere. It flashes to it occasionally. And he is just cutting Dawn down from the vagina right down to the skull, right down the middle of her. It is fucking gruesome. It is super gross. And I've... Robbie informed me afterwards that in Bone Tomahawk, there's a very similar scene in there. Yeah, it's like the one thing that I knew about it when it because I remember you saying you wanted to watch that movie. I do, and that's the only thing that I knew about it is apparently like that happens and it's supposed to be like super fucking gruesome in that movie. Yeah, but, like it happens in this, and like this is the one thing where I was like, okay, fucking this this movie's like not just another slasher, like it's going for something really, really gruesome and like mean here. Right. Uh, yeah. Another thing that I uh told him about is apparently this is like an execution method. Like back in the 15th century, before they started guillotining people, yeah, which makes guillotining in retrospective seem tame in comparison. Yeah, like if I had the option, just 100, percent just fucking chop my head off. Yeah, like don't saw me in half upside down for the love of God. Like just chop my head off. I'd rather die that way. If the executioner like gives me a a, ch- a choice in any way whatsoever. <laughs> uh, so yeah, does that, and you see most of it, and I would say it's a pretty good effect actually. Yeah, uh, I feel like they had a pretty good effect. Like you can tell. They they use their editing pretty well in this to like cover up uh, some of it because like at some point in time you still see Dawn screaming while he's like about like where her stomach is at like sawing her but yeah. you can tell like it was almost like in a weird post production thing where like you know he wasn't really sawing anything but she was just screaming while covered in fake blood and yeah but they put it together in a way that like worked really well even whenever it was just like the the dummy or the mannequin or whatever they used for the thing. Like they still like use some kind of effect, to, like make her head be shaking around to make it seem like she's still moving while he's sawing this dummy in half. Yeah. So it it's pretty gruesome. Even for a slasher movie, it's pretty, it's way up there. Yes. Um, Two beats it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that two, two beats this out four times over. I think. I mean, from the way that people talk about it, I believe it. Uh, it it's rather gruesome. Like I said, even for a sl- on slasher levels, it's pretty up there. Yes. Uh, and they did really well, especially with the very low budget that they had. I I have a feeling that a lot of the budget went to like making this work as well as possible because you see a lot of cuts afterwards. Because like he he doesn't completely saw her in half. He gets like basically the top for skull or like bet- I want to say the bridge between her nose and her skull and stops about right there. Yeah. And. Uh, they just have like the doll split in half from right there, and he has like this look of success on his face afterwards. But I think, or oh no, he has to stop right there because Tara is uh, pulling at the chair and actually breaks the handle off of the chair. It's impressive, actually. Yeah, like, you got to be pretty <laughs> freaking strong to do that. Uh, then it's like untying herself, and then like another fight ensues between Tara and Art the Clown. Yeah, which 
the one thing I think really stands out to this, and I think they knew it was going to stand out, is like you know because it gets you know they're fighting and everything, and like he has a little bit of advantage of her, and like she takes control and tries running away, and then like eventually she gets a two by four and starts smacking him around with it, and like he falls over, and she's like, "Come on, get up, get up, you motherfucker, get up!" Like she's winning the fight basically, and like he's looking like he might be a little bit defeated, and then out of nowhere, gun. Yeah, just pulls out a fucking nine mil <laughs> and goes to town. Yeah, just. He shoots her, uh, like, what was it, like, two or three times, and then runs out of ammo and walks away from her while she's, like, laying on the ground bleeding, and then reaches into his bag of just weapons and gore. Yeah, his little <laughs> and, trash bag. Yeah, and then just pulls out another, or puts another clip in there. Uh, at this time, Veronica has gotten to Victoria? Tara? Victoria. Victoria. Yeah, her name yeah Victoria. Victoria. <laughs> Had to pull up the list again. <laughs> yeah. Um... Victoria gets there and is like trying to call her sister and like finds Dawn's phone. Like, oh, ah, and he just like texts her saying, Oh, Tara's, our Tara can't talk. She's sick. Like, come out or come around back. Yeah. She's like, Ah, fine, whatever. And like, you know, sees Dawn's hat on the ground and decides like walk back around. And then, yeah, just goes back to the, our, where Tara is like laying on the ground bleeding and like shoots her in the face like seven or eight times. Yeah. He like shoots her once and kills her. And he's just like staring, pointing the gun. And then just unloads all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Which, once again, you never see that in slasher movies. Like, the no. killer never uses a gun in slasher movies. Yeah. So it totally took me uh, away from, like, my expectations of this movie by seeing that. Yeah. The, the, once the slasher is like, um, I have a secret weapon, gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and it also subverts the whole final girl thing. Like, Oh, yeah. It completely subverts expectations. Yeah. Um, anyways, after that, the woman who is unwell, uh, the one that is holding the fake baby with her the entire time sees this happen and freaks out. And I makes like, in my opinion, probably like pitch black levels of humor of, I don't think that, or I don't think the new girl's going to work out at this apartment. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very, very black. Yeah. Very black and, humor. You know, goes to run away and then realizes she doesn't have her baby with her. And starts looking for her baby, quote unquote, which is the porcelain doll, and mm-hmm. then finds Art the Clown is like sitting there and like kind of like holding it like a baby in the middle of this room, and she you know can't leave without her child, quote unquote, and so she tries begging for Art to like give her her baby back, and like has this moment of where she asks him like, "Do you have like, do you have a heart beating in that chest? Like, do you have any sense of mercy? Please give me back my child." And then is trying to like be nice to him in a way, and like holds his head to her chest and he like starts sucking on a blood covered thumb yeah while this is happening which is probably once again just part of art's humor yes he i imagine he thinks this is hilarious probably <laughs> and what he does next he finds even more hilarious which is probably one of the in my opinion one of the more disturbing things to find hilarious in this yeah is uh eventually when victoria gets inside of the building uh, she sees the all right, she sees what she thinks is the woman that was holding the baby like lying on the ground in a puddle of blood like trying to crawl away and she goes like see if the woman's okay and then looks over in the corner and you realize that Art had scalped her and cut her chest off and then is wearing her chest and her ha- or her scalp as his hair basically and then starts chasing her around wearing fake boobs and is holding gore in between his legs and kind of walking around like Buffalo Bill yeah. in this really disturbing way. Yes. While, once again, pitch black humor for this movie. Yeah. And uh, 
she tries running away and gets like the whole like I can't run away I need to hide and tries hiding and then like does this whole thing where Art realizes like yeah I know you're in the closet and is like doing his like Art laugh where he's just kind of pointing and like smiling in his art and like laughing without making sound yeah towards her like I know you're in there like you're being an idiot by thinking you're hiding from me in there yes which also once again subverts expectations of what you know from like these old nine 80s 90s horror movies yeah because Zora's like well I guess they disappeared yeah won't look in the closet <laughs> Arch is like I know you're in there like this is gonna be fun I'm gonna fuck with you yeah and then starts hearing honking which I guess something that we uh, forgot to mention is he did meet up with uh, the other guy that was spraying for rats in the building just hit him in the face with a hammer yeah uh not super gory or anything just like knocked him out basically yes. uh, which you think maybe he's dead because you know it's you could very easily die from getting hit in the head with a hammer yeah I don't think I could make through getting hit in the head with a hammer yeah. that hard. I don't think I could do it, Robbie. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it either. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that happens, and like uh, that happens while he's calling his other exterminator friend, or his other exterminator friend calls him, or something like that. He's on the phone with him. It's hit in the head with a hammer, and then like Art smashes the phone, and so the guy goes to check up on him, of just like, hey, like what the fuck, dude? Yeah. And guy's honking his horn outside, like, hey, like you gonna let me in? I think his name was Mike, the exterminator. Probably, I don't know. Something like that. Uh, anyways, like, uh, trying to, like, get his attention is just honk or laying on the horn, like, as you do when you're trying to k- catch someone's attention outside. Yeah. Uh, so he goes and, yeah, the other guy, apparently he's Will the Exterminator. I don't think they say his name once in the entire movie. I don't think so. Uh, while he's laying on the horn, once again, <laughs> subverting expectations, because, like, the, all the doors are locked. Uh, yeah. It kind of, it doesn't show, but it kind of makes it seem like Art had, like, put chains on all the doors so that way no one can escape from the inside. Yeah. Um, He ends up just finding a key underneath the mat. Which is funny, because he's, like, there, and he's like, fuck it, I guess I'm leaving. And he's like, wait. He just goes, looks under the mat, and there's a key. He's like, okay. And lets himself in. (laughs) Yeah, makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Lets himself in. He's looking for Mike. Um, Another, this was actually done pretty well, too, with, like, his scene. Uh, wherever Art meets up with him, stabs him uh, on the top of his head and like just starts carving at his neck to I think get him. this is actually a really good effect. It, it is. It's super good effect that they had for this. Uh, the fake head that they had for it like looks pretty on the nose of like what the guy looked like. So they yeah. did a really good job making the fake head for it. Uh, one thing that they did that actually really surprised me is they actually put the effort in because like Normally for slasher movies, you know, they do like do the sawing motion. Like it shows like the killer's face with like horror music while doing that. And then like he just has the head. They took the time to like show Art breaking the guy's neck so that way he could pull the head off of the body. Yeah. Which is gruesome. It's super gruesome, but it makes it like (laughs) it makes it more realistic, which is what makes it so much more gruesome, too. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, the prop head, like they did a really fucking good job, actually, like insanely good. Right. Um. Uh, here after that uh victoria sees a chance to start running away also during this time we should say like art's not naked anymore he somehow got all his clothes back on during this yeah he got dressed again just off off screen yeah (laughs) happens magic of editing yes anyways uh victoria's trying to run away again um a lot of just kind of back and forth of her running away from art the clown a lot of that in the third act yeah it's mostly just her running away oh i guess during this time uh Another thing that was kind of brutal is he starts whipping her with something and you can't tell what it is whenever oh, he finally yeah. catches her. And that's whenever Mike the Exterminator like wakes up from being hit in the head with a hammer and saves her, calls the cops, telling him, like, you need to get the cops over here. I need to get her out of here. She's in bad shape. She's like, he was hitting her with something sharp. 
you it does a close up of the whip and he had like taken children's scissors and like tied them to the end of this crop whip basically and was whipping her with it which makes it more brutal yeah uh children's scissors and uh scalpels i think scalpels yeah and he had tied like almost like uh one of those old like it roman whips yeah and just fucking smacking her with it super brutal yeah uh, anyways, like that happens. Mike calls up the police, says like, I need to get this girl out of here. If this guy wakes up, uh, none of us are safe, mm-hmm. which sure. But like, it's not the most convincing acting for this one, but it's like, you know, what the hell are you supposed to do with that? Our uh, situation? Like he has to leave for some reason, just say something. Yeah. Um, anyways, he's trying to get her out of there. Art finally catches up to them, smashes Mike's head in. He just basically curb stomps his head into the cement. Yeah. Goes into another scene wherever uh, Victoria has to run away from Art. Uh, eventually, he chases her into the garage, and it makes it seem like he can't catch up or can't catch her because like he locked that door and he can't get through. Once again, subverting expectations. You think like maybe he's gonna come in through a back door or something. No, he like gets the guy's truck or extermination truck and just runs down the front door. <laughs> yeah, taking out uh, Ver- Ver- Victoria. Victoria. Yeah, I was about to say Veronica. Victoria. And just smashing her with it. But she lives. Yeah. She's still alive. Uh, it You hear police sirens in the background at this point in time. And then Art basically sits over her body. And you're not sure like what's going to happen exactly. Uh, when the cops get there, he's eating her face off. Yeah. It's gross. It's fucking... It's <laughs> Once again, this movie's fucking brutal. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's happening. Cops are telling him, like, show us your hands. Like, doing the whole cop thing. Uh, during this, like... Art is like just kind of reaching towards his ankle the entire time, pulls out his gun and then uses it on himself. Just yeah. um, blows his brains out right in front of the cops. Yeah. And then that's whenever the cops realize like, oh, this one's still alive and, you know, get her to the hospital. After that goes into the coroner's office uh, talking about like brings Mike's the, Mike, the exterminator brings Art, the clown, uh, their dead bodies to the coroner, And, says like there's two more that are going to be on the way and that only one person survived and coroner is like hey can you go ahead and get me like a breakfast sandwich and some coffee this this is going to take a while and like it has like his whole coroner thing like i don't know how you can eat greasy breakfast food while you're doing coroner things and like telling them about the gruesome things he's seen as a coroner yeah the line is actually like super gross because it makes you think of it which is fucked but yeah <laughs> um like listen after you've seen an eight-month-old baby microwave to death everything else just becomes old hat fuck yeah they even look at him like holy shit dude yeah <laughs> uh all the lights start flickering off and, and not even like kind of flickering like yeah. straight like something you'd see in a haunted house like that you would go on to on halloween yeah level of like flickering on and off and like the phones are going off and everything like the electricity's going just nuts and he's just like looking around like huh that was weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's it well, it ends not well... so much ends there because like this is my whole big thing about the editing of it is because, like, the movie does start off with uh, the one survivor of this whole thing that happened going to this talk show and talking to a person about, like, what happened to her and everything. And you see that she has, like, a super messed up face and you yeah. don't know exactly what happened. And she's saying that, like, because of what happened to her, it would be, would have been better off if she would have just died and, like, how her life is never going to be the same. Like, she's not going to be able to even take care of herself anymore and blah, 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 blah. And, um... Then the host ends up uh, talking to her husband on the phone afterwards. And then like after she's done talking to her or after the show and uh, after she's done talking to her husband, the girl that with the messed up face, like just takes her he- like 
gouges her eyes out and like smashes her head into the ground and then is laughing afterwards. Yeah. And then at the end of this movie, you see this thing of uh, them talking about how like she's doing so well in the hospital and she's being able to take care of herself and she's had like a, a like high spirits the entire time and it's like all right let's take you home and like i heard you have an interview tonight our sweetie and like turn her around you realize it it was veronica the whole victoria thing, or victoria <laughs> God it was veronica, it. A character we never even met <laughs> holy shit <laughs> yeah it was victoria that like you know got her face all messed up like that i feel like if they would have just like left that for the end of the movie it would have been better but like yeah it just it, it's a weird editing choice yeah it's just, it's like I get what they're going for. They want to like set up like, ooh, something real shitty happened here. Wait till you see what the shitty thing happened was. But, but like, you kind of already know. Yeah, and yeah. M- like way shittier things happen before that right. point. <laughs> so by the time he's eating her face, you're like, I guess that's what happened to her face. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of everything else is more traumatizing than this. Right. Like the first thing that I thought was like at the beginning of the movie, whenever I saw her, I was like, oh, I guess that's what Tara ends up like afterwards. Like, nope, Tara's dead at the end of it. It's Veronica that ends up like that. Victoria, god damn it. God damn it. <laughs> it's Victoria that ends up like this. Yeah. Uh like that's the biggest thing, but yeah, whenever he's eating her face off, that was my first thing too. It's like, oh yeah, I guess that's what happened to her face. But like her, them ending the movie with, oh, I heard you have an interview tonight. Like that's not shocking or anything. Like it would have yeah. been better if it would have ended with her like re- like with her smashing her head in. Uh other than that, I think the one thing that we missed out on is at the coroner's office after the lights get done going crazy. He opens up the coroner's bag to see Art yeah. the Clown, and Art the Clown, like while covered in blood, is smiling and like staring directly at the coroner. Yeah. And then like his arm reaches up and grabs him, showing that like he didn't die, even though there's still a big hole in the back of his head. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, and then credits. Yeah, and then credits. But like, yeah, I feel like it would have been better if like it would have ended with Victoria smashing in that uh the her head showing that like oh like she might be part of the new killer thing or whatever that happens at the for whatever's going to eventually be the sequel of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that would have been better, too. Yeah. Uh, the sequel, I will say, starts off literally where this ends. Like, literally right where this ends. So at the it, exact moment. So it ends with uh, Victoria laughing over a dead girl's body, then? No, at the coroner's office. Oh, actually. at the corner. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I am very excited to bring Terrifier to eventually now. Yeah. It's going to have to be in another episode whenever E's not around, but... Yes. <laughs> Especially if you're saying that the second one is more gruesome than this one is. It's more gruesome and more mean. It's just, like, mean. Huh. It's great. Yeah. But it's I, mean. Once again, this movie, like, in a lot of ways, this movie is a comedy, but, like, it's pitch black humor. Yes. But, like, once again, you can tell with, like, some of the subtle things that art does too. Cause he just like works so well as a mind between like his silent laughter at people to where like that, or there's another part wherever Victoria stabs him in the leg, whenever there there's like, she's trying to run away from him. And like, he just like looks at the spike that's in his leg and looks up at her and he just flips her off. Yeah. Which is great. Which, you don't see that from serial killers. <laughs> yeah. Which, like I said, he like, he's as brutal as Leatherface while having the personality of Freddy Krueger, which is not a mixture I thought would work very well, but god damn, it works so well with this movie. It works great. It works too well. Yeah. Because, like, immediately I'm like, he's one of the best slashers ever. Right. Like, he's right up there. <laughs> but, like, it's one of those, it makes it funny, but you don't want to laugh because it's just horrifying with everything that's happening around it, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, let's get into final thoughts here. All right. Robbie, final thoughts in your score. So, it's going to be a hard one to score just because, like, there's a lot of things like say like they could have done this better or like 
And I'm not trying to like say like, you know, like, oh, they just needed more money kind of thing because like <laughs> some of it is very much like of the fact that they had a small budget for this because it does feel almost like a product of the 90s. The only reason I can say for sure this is not a 90s movie besides the fact it came out in 2016 is the fact that they all have touchscreen cell phones. Yeah. But like other than that, everything else feels like a 90s movie almost Super between like 90s. the cinematography of it, the lighting of it, the acting of it, uh, the storyline of it, uh, even some like the gore effects that they have. You can definitely tell like uh, the pizza guy that gets his hand cut off when he tries calling the cops kind of thing. And like you can definitely tell like he was holding basically a piece of latex with a hose attached to it, like spraying out blood while he's doing his fake screams and stuff like that feels like early 90s horror movie like super low budget horror movie even but like that is almost a good thing for this movie uh some of the music probably could have been better it did lack a lot in the sound department yeah um other than that like i think once again my main problem with this movie is the fact that like the weird editing of like what they did with the interview of like what happened to veronica beforehand if they would have put that at the ending i feel like this would have been better but other than that, like, there's a lot of great things to love about this. Like, Art the Clown is a fantastic uh, killer for yes. a slasher movie. Like, they don't hold back when it comes to the kills. Like, the kills are absolutely brutal in this. Yeah. In, like, ways that, like, I feel like it in ways that, Fred, like, Freddy Krueger or Mike Myers or even Jason could, like, they couldn't be nearly as brutal if they tried. Yeah. That's, that's also why I'm, like, so shocked that this movie did so well in theaters because it had super limited run, but yeah. every single showing that it had sold the fuck out. And even after that, people kept saying how like amazing it was. And like just the, what the second movie does feels like a theater wouldn't let that be in there. Yeah. It, honestly, it feels like they're writing the line between NC 17 and R rating. I'm, I'm shocked that the second movie is not NC 17. I mean, it, it's also one of those weird things too. Cause like, um, Another movie I watched recently that like apparently was like on the razor's edge of being NC-17 was uh, Infinity Pool because that movie has a couple pretty brutal things that happen in it too. But like weirdly enough, like the NC-17 version of it, all right, yeah, NC-17 and the R-rated version are literally the, the same exact length. In some cases, he literally took out frames of the movie wow. to make it R-rated. And apparently none of it was from the violence. The movie does get rather violent, but all the violence got stayed in. It's some of the sex stuff that got taken out. And it's literally like some of the frames of like the orgy scene that happens in that movie. Really? Yeah. So like, it's a weird thing about American cinema. Violence is okay, but sex is frowned upon. Sex is super frowned upon, which is, I don't know. It's a weird way to look at it when it comes to that. Like, yeah. Um, I'm sure I've said this in other episodes that we've recorded for the podcast, but I had an old roommate who was from Great Britain. He said he never understood the MPAA, or I guess it's just the MPA now, but uh, the whole rating system for America, because like uh, a lot of movies in Great Britain would be rated NC-17 for being super gory and super violent way before it would be for sex, because sex is more of a natural thing than murdering people. Yeah. But yeah, it's just super frowned upon in movies. But like violence, you can you can get away with a lot of violence, especially if it has like kind of like the funhouse feel of this movie. I wouldn't say it's funhouse feel. Like I said, like the kills in Terrifier Two like feel mean. Like they feel yeah. personal. Well, I haven't seen the second one, but I'm saying like in this one, almost yeah. feels like it's a funhouse kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Almost like you're in a, an amusement park of some kind. Like a very horrifying <laughs> amusement park, but a, an amusement park almost. Yeah. With some of these things, especially with like, you know, 
like the sawing in half thing wherever like you know he pulls down the curtain like does like the whole ta-da thing of it um but yeah like all in all like for having a super super tight budget they did a lot with it like honestly it's really good uh I'll leave a little bit of room because I'm guessing the second one's going to be better. Uh, I'll say it was a 7 out of 10. Like, it's definitely worth watching, especially if you're a fan of, like, old-school 90s slasher movies. This is definitely a treat to watch. Uh, It is definitely 10 times more brutal than anything you would watch uh, from old 90s slasher movies, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's kind of the thing that I think makes it stand out so much. It makes other slasher movies kind of have to catch up which i think you yeah. saw a little bit in the newest scream uh not you but right. me <laughs> i saw that movie a couple times in theaters um you see them like trying to catch up with the brutality of like other modern things and i think genuinely terrifier 2 is a reason for that um it's going to be the benchmark the terrifier series is for like it, it's the new gold standard of like how creative can we get, we get with these kills yes absolutely it's it's insane um i don't know how they got away with a lot of it in this one even let alone the second one seeing just how absolutely brutal the second one is right i mean for what the budget was of this like is it even rated i don't know actually because like you technically don't have to get an mpa rating but like there's certain companies that won't carry your movie which to be fair you're not going to find this movie in stores anyways. Like, I don't think I've, I think I've seen terrifier two in, in like Walmart maybe, or like the movie store that we go to all the time. I think I've seen that there. I don't think I've ever seen the first one. Like I've heard about it, but I think you have to watch it digitally. I think, I think you're right. Which is maybe why it's so easy to watch. He's yeah. the, he's probably just made it very easy to watch to yeah. get the and, name out. Yeah. I was going to say that kind of is purposefully done a lot of times when it comes to streaming services. Uh, I know that there's some stand-up comedians that like they're not even being paid by Netflix anymore. They just kind of want to keep it up there for exposure reasons. Yeah, and that could be it too. Just like, hey, like if I can get a little money, money that's cool. But like, I'm just trying to like get the word out about this movie. So just go ahead and put it on your services if you don't mind. Yep. So like, and I'm sure most corporations are like, hey, we don't have to pay for this movie. Great, we'll put it up on there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoy. It. I think that there is a lot more dull moments in this one than i remembered yeah there are some because you know they have to do like the whole chase sequence thing which whenever you're dealing with amateur actors and stuff like that or like trying to look scared while running through a hallway or something like that it is it it just is what it is and some of it does feel like i will say that is another downfall this movie almost feels too long like they introduce characters just to kind of add length and add maybe another kill to it but it almost doesn't need it in some ways yeah, it is too long for especially what it is. It's right. in one building. And it's just essentially a giant chase scene, really. Yeah. Which is why we just kind of like skipped over like cuz for the hour and 22 minutes of this movie, I want to say probably about a good 30 or 40 minutes of it is somebody running through hallways while Art chases them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it gets a little dull, I think, in in the interim between the kills and the actual interactions with Art. So I think I would agree with you on that 7 rating, actually. Yeah. I think 7 is a a pretty good place for this because it shows a ton of promise and it leaves a lot of room for where I think the series is going. Right. And, like, once again, they started this on bare-bone budgets and they did what they could with it. And, like, I'm kind of excited to see what they do for the second one. 
Yeah. I know next week, whenever E's back, we're definitely not going to be able to watch it. But (laughs) (laughs) when we eventually can, I'll, I'll, I'll wait on the second one so we can watch it. Yes. Yes, for sure. Uh, all right. Well, that was Terrifier. Yeah. Um, if anybody wants to get a hold of us, you can do that by going to our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash L-O-I-P. That's going to take you to some of our socials. It's going to show you our Twitch, uh, and our YouTube archive where we archive all of our streams. Yeah. Because we stream on Twitch. Yes, we stream on Twitch uh, every Wednesday and Saturday night. We don't have a specific time we start anymore because that was just getting too hectic mentally, I think. Yeah, that's for fair. Me. Uh, so, just hey, that night, follow, give us a follow. You're, you'll be notified. You'll get, yeah, you'll get notified whenever we go live. Yeah. Um, uh, any, anything else? I think that's all. Right? I, I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, by the time this goes up, I think we'll be starting our new big series game for Saturday, uh, the Saturday after this goes up. Right. Uh, and I'm very excited for that. I'm going to say for sure what it is right here, Half-Life 2. Woo! He's going into Half-Life 2. It's going to be interesting to see what he thought, because like, he was very on the fence about the first one. But He was. I don't know. Well, hopefully he likes the second one. I'm I'm keeping my fingers crossed that he likes the second one. Like He liked the first one, I think, but I think that last boss fucking killed a lot of it for him. It was a it was a couple things. It was between that and like one thing that we found out is that Half Life Source is super buggy, super super broken. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, well, I know for a fact Half Life Two is not that broken. It is not. So that's uh, even the good. update that they put on it. Like I played it beforehand just to make sure that it'd be fine. It it, it works perfectly. Yes. <laughs> so that's going to be very exciting. Uh yeah. Besides that, Robbie, get us out of here. So if you're out and about, try to stay out of some creepy buildings that are being bombed for. Or for rat reasons, yes. uh, stay safe out there. Whether this is the very first time you've listened to us, or you've been with us since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Thank you so so much. Thank you, Robbie, for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me for this one. This is a fun. It, considering we love horror movies, it was a very fun one to watch. Yes. Uh, everybody out there, be safe. We will talk to you again very very soon. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.